what is currently happening in our cruise industry today. Join me for Cruise Combos as we discover and learn from cruise industry leaders across the globe, all within 28 minutes. Hello, cruise community. Welcome to Cruise Combos. Today, I have a very special guest. We have Anne Kowash. Hello, Anne. Hi, Claudine. How are you? Welcome to Cruise Combos. Thank you. I'm excited and honored to be here. It is such an honor. You're one of the people I look up to the most in our cruise industry, and I'm so excited to have you on Cruise Combos. Thank you for being part today. Thank you, Claudine. I'm very touched by what you said, and I really respect everything that you do in our business. Thank you. I'm sure everybody knows who you are, but share with our audience, please. I am the editor of Sea Trade Cruise News and also senior contributing editor to Sea Trade Cruise Review Magazine. And I'm also a freelancer. You handle the community online as well, right? On LinkedIn? That's right. We have a LinkedIn cruise community group. I'd like to invite everybody to join us. It's, it's fun to, uh, to talk about what's happening on, with the rest of our community. Yes. And I love that because it's, it, it works so well. It's a great spot where everybody can go and just look at all the upcoming news as well as the website. But I like it because you're putting in the content, anything that's coming up or any news that's happening. And I, it's a place that I like to go to and, and just follow along and, and see what's happening in our cruise world. We appreciate you there. And anyone who's a member can post. So everyone welcome. Yes. So what is the name of the group band? Just so everybody knows. Cruise Community cruise community. Love it. And Anne, you're an icon in our cruise industry. You are so well-respected. As I said, you're one of my most favorite people. Can you share with our listeners how you started in this cruise industry? I always wanted to be a journalist since an early age. I was curious about everything and I loved to write. I wanted to travel and I thought that journalism could make a positive difference in the world. So I was studying journalism at university and I passed the placement office where there was a jobs board and I saw a little typewritten sign that said editor on cruise ship. And I thought that sounds very interesting, never having seen a cruise ship or even watched the love boat, but it sounded like a job that would combine my desire to write and travel. And so I applied and I was flown to New York during spring break in my final year of university to interview in person. While I was there, I also took the opportunity to interview at a variety of magazines because I always saw myself as a magazine journalist. And I got a job offer from Rolling Stone. So I often think how my life would have been different if I'd taken that position, but I took the offer from the cruise line. And so the day after I graduated, I flew to San Francisco and joined Royal Viking Line and began my wonderful life at sea. Wow. And I did not know that. That's amazing. What made you decide to go on the cruise versus Rolling Stone? 
I thought there would be opportunity for travel and that maybe with Rolling Stone, I could go back to New York after I left the ship and pursue magazine journalism in that way. And I thought the cruise ship job was a really once in a lifetime opportunity. And it ended up creating a new life for me. So I'm very glad that I took that path. Incredible. Incredible. And and in everything that you do, what would be three things that you love about your work and your contribution to the cruise industry? I love learning new things. And in reporting on the cruise industry, I learn something new every day, many new things every day. It is such a broad industry to cover. So you have to know about ship finance and construction, ports and destinations, crew and labor issues, regulatory and legal issues, art, design, hotel operations. Uh, am I leaving anything out? There are millions of areas. So, so every day something new happens. For example, just before this podcast, I was reporting breaking news about a Royal Caribbean ship being deployed to help evacuate Americans from Israel. So it's pretty exciting to be able to report breaking news like that. And then also to do more in-depth reporting and analysis on trends and issues and the people in this business. Wow. What a great news to break. That's amazing. You have touched you know, lots of hearts as well, I think, with your reporting. Like you're breaking news, you're, you know, the cruise industry does so much good things as well. It must, it must, you must feel good to be able to share those stories as well, right? Absolutely. That story about Royal Caribbean deploying their ship, that is a great humanitarian assistance. And it's not the first time that cruise lines have done that kind of thing. Often when there's a hurricane, an earthquake, other kinds of disasters, cruise ships may be the first on the scene to help deliver supplies, to help evacuate people. And I've reported on stories like that many times over my career. So it is really something that we can be proud of in the cruise industry. Definitely. Yeah. And a lot that's happening uh, out that way. I know uh, Shannon and Linda from Access Cruises have been in touch a lot with uh, working with the Haifa port over there. And, and I know it's so touching to see that the cruise community is coming together to help. Now, and is there any places in the world you have not visited yet that you would like <laughs> to go to? Oh, gosh, what a question. I feel really lucky to have traveled widely. So from my work at sea for five years, I visited many, many places. When I was 24, I heard about a, a group called the Traveler's Century Club for people who'd visited at least 100 countries. And I thought, gee, I wonder how many I've been to. So kind of for fun, I tallied those up and it was well more than 100. But it's not about numbers. It's about the experiences and getting to meet the people and learn new things. So some of the places I'd like to go, you've opened a, a Pandora's box here, Claudine. Um, <laughs> I, I would love to go to the Central Asia republics, the stands, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan. That's a whole new area for me. And it's a big part of the world. I think it would be very interesting to learn about. I'm 
really intrigued by Africa, huge continent. I've been to a number of countries there, but I'd love to explore more in Central and West Africa, Mali, for example, with its great history and musical culture, Ethiopia, I would love to visit. Do you want me to stop there or I can keep going? No, I love this. This is so interesting. (laughs) I would be you know, really excited to visit the North Pole and see where the great explorers went. And a few cruise ships are going there now. That is very rare, very expensive, um, very special journey, but that would be exciting to see. There are so many different places, eh? And, and you've traveled, and you mentioned a hundred countries and you were part of this club when you were younger? No, I didn't join the club. It's just when I was in my early 20s and I'd been at sea and I heard about this and I thought, gosh, I wonder how many I visited. So um, there's been a lot of water under the keel, Claudine, since my early (laughs) 20s. I think I've I've been to a few more places since then. But again, it's it's not the quantity, it's the experience. The experiences, yeah. Absolutely. Do you have experience in your travels that you've had that has just moved you that you could share with us? So many of those, but the one that immediately pops to mind is getting to travel to Madagascar to see the work of Mercy Ships. Mercy Ships, for any of your listeners who don't know it, is a a charity. These are hospital ships that go to the world's neediest countries that lack sufficient medical care for their people. And Everyone who works on board, from the captain to the surgeons to the nurses to the deck cleaners to the cafeteria workers are volunteers. So imagine they go to countries and help provide life-changing surgeries for people, many who are affected by illnesses that are easily treatable, but the technology or the medicine just doesn't exist in their country. So going on board and seeing how these wonderful Mercy Ships volunteers change the lives of many hundreds of people, thousands of people over the years was extremely moving for me. And I'm proud to say that Sea Trade supports Mercy Ships as its charity of choice and many other groups in the industry do as well. Cruise Lines International Association and MSC Cruises, to name a couple of those. That's incredible, Anne. What is the process to go do that? Well, Mercy Ships has a website, and you can just go there and see lots of job postings. So for anyone who works in the cruise industry, they always need volunteers in technical roles. And every type of cruise ship job, right? Cleaners, um, food service workers, purser, hotel director as well as as the medical jobs. So if you go to mercyships.com, you can read all about that. And also, uh, Mercy Ships is frequently represented at sea trade conferences around the world. Yeah, it's so touching that sea trade. It's one of the big organizations that sea trade supports, right? Absolutely. Have for years, and, and it's a very meaningful relationship, I think. It's a good thing to bring up, you know. I think that we we need to be aware of what's out there where we can support ourselves and and how, you know, the industry supports us, you know. It's so important. It's and helping out 
destinations and people who who can afford these things. And let's jump over to you've seen lots of changes in the industry. What are some changes in the industry in the in the past years that you say, you know what, this really stands out uh, the most? Like, what are some of the big changes we've had in the industry over the past years? So many areas. One that is very gratifying to see is more women and people of color in management positions in the cruise industry. It is a global business and people from all over the world work in the cruise industry. So it's very nice to see people from all over the world advancing in the leadership and management ranks. And, you know, it's not unusual to see women captains and some women are joining the ranks of the engineering staff on board, certainly hotel and, and, and deck positions. But shoreside, women CEOs and, and presidents, African-American leaders in the cruise industry, Latinos, it's, it's wonderful to see that. So that's a really positive and exciting development. And of course, the cruise industry's leadership on the environmental front, it is so thrilling for me to think that one day I may, able, may be able to report on um, a net zero carbon emissions cruise ship. Now, MSC has already done it for one short voyage, which was a remarkable news-breaking achievement. Uh, but look at all of, of the, the cruise lines around the world working in different areas looking at methanol, hydrogen, all kinds of, of different ways to solve this great problem of attacking carbon emissions. And I think that the cruise industry is really leading in that. I'm very, very proud to be reporting on that. Another area, public health. Look at how the cruise industry was able to overcome COVID and make it safe for people to travel in large groups again. And this too has been seen in other uh, types of health situations. The cruise industry always steps up and is able to handle and manage these types of situations in a very admirable way. I could go on. There's so many things, Claudine, that have, have changed and, and improved over the years, but those are just a few examples. I, I, those are excellent examples, Anne. And you, you have seen tons of new cruise lines come into play, right? Like, how do you keep track of everyone? <laughs> this is I wonder. I'm like, how does Anne know everybody? Like, there's so many new lines every day. We hear, oh, this new line just started, or this is happening. And there's so many different sectors now, not sectors, but, you know, we have different expedition lines. We have, you know, a mass market, everything. How did it start out and where is it now? Maybe that's my question. Well, it's my job to know about those things. And covering a beat, as I do, the cruise industry, I have a lot of good contacts and people also tell me if they want to get the word out. And it's just my business to know about those things. So from talking to a wide range of people, but it's very exciting. And I'm always surprised. A week or two ago, I went to France, to Chantier de l'Atlantique shipyard in Saint-Nazaire, thinking that I was going to report on the float out of the Ritz-Carlton Yacht Collections 
newest vessel, Ilma. Well, I did report on that, but while interviewing their new CEO, Jim Murin, he told me that Ritz-Carlton Yacht Collection has ambitions to have a fleet of eight to 10 yachts and to build for different brands in Marriott International. So that was extremely exciting, and I didn't have any idea before I went there uh, that this was going to happen. So sometimes those kinds of things just fall in your lap. Very exciting to report. Wow. And the trust that you have built as well, right? Like feel comfortable enough to share that exclusive thing with you. That's amazing. I hope so. It is really important when you're a beat reporter and covering a subject for for many years, I want people to feel comfortable talking with me, right? And also to feel confident that if they need to explain something to me off the record for my understanding, that it will remain off the record. It's, it's very important to be trusted like that. Definitely. And I know, and like your reputation is so high and you're so well-respected. I think what you do is so important to the industry and you do it with so much integrity. I think that's the word I would use. So much integrity and so much respect for everybody you work with and everybody can see that. You're incredible. And, you know, is there something you would love for our audience to know about the importance of journalism? We see younger people coming in. Is there a message maybe for a younger person trying to get into the industry? I hope young people do go into journalism because I think it's very important, not just for our industry and business, but for the world being informed about issues to make better decisions, whether that's government or how you conduct your life, um, healthcare, um, and journalism. You can study journalism at university as I did. You can look for writing programs. You don't necessarily have to have a a degree to do this, but I would make a distinction between journalism and social media in the sense that they are different. Both are very important, right? Journalism, I think, has been very challenged and it's tougher than it was to break stories because everybody instantly knows about things. That's okay. Breaking stories is not the most important thing in life, but but to try to report factual information and get the story beyond that immediate splash or headline, I think is important. And hopefully that is something that journalism can still contribute, provide more context and and meaning. At least I hope so. Definitely. I think you're such a gifted writer. I love reading your articles and you're so good at telling a story. And I think that's something that journalism brings to the table. It's just not facts. It's actually storytelling. And you're so good at that. I, I think you put the pieces together so well. I love reading your articles. It's uh, I actually go and look and, and, you know, I'm like, oh, what's Anne telling me today? That's really how I go on to, to LinkedIn and I look up everything you have and I'm like, what's Anne telling me today? And, and take a look and read it through. Well, thanks, Claudine. But it helps to have extremely interesting subjects, the people, the places, this business. What could be more fascinating than the cruise industry? Yes. And let's talk a little bit about AI. 
and journalism and even AI and social media. I was watching yesterday that they tested this, um, they had this reporter and what they did is they had her speak for, I think it was like five minutes and they recorded it and then they made this whole thing, it made it look like it was her, but it wasn't her. It was just like this figure, right? How do you think AI is affecting currently journalism, but how will it affect in the future? Oh gosh, that is a that's the, a hard one, isn't it? Maybe not. Maybe not ask you that. But if, if I knew I, that, Claudine, um, I I think it probably has a lot of important things to contribute to help us to do better. I hope it will not replace um, what what we do. I've heard many times over my decades long career about journalism dying or or being replaced, and it hasn't happened yet. It just evolves. So I hope the same thing will be true with the advent of, of AI. I'm open to it. I'm interested in it. But I hope it's from the perspective that we use AI as a tool. Yeah, that's to exactly what I think. I think it's more to enhance. I don't think journalism will ever go away. I think it's so important and it's needed, right? I think it'll, it'll enhance as well, like you said. But I find it so interesting, uh, like that video that I saw, it just looked like the person was being cloned, right? So I guess it just made it look like she was there, but the, she really wasn't there. It wasn't her. But I'm like, wow, where is, where are we going next? It's interesting. It's important to keep informed about what's happening and to be discerning in what you read also look for clues, but that's true even before AI. What are your sources? Who's writing the story? That's important. I always look at what's the publication? What's the source for this? The byline, who wrote this story? Do they have the background and the sources and the knowledge? Um, have they cited sources? Do they have facts? Uh, Absolutely. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love going onto, you know, the C Trade site and finding out, hey, what's on the news because you guys are trusted, right? And all the information you put out is is factual and I know I can count on it. And we're almost done. I appreciate having you on Cruise Combos. It's amazing. I'm going to ask you our last question. Are you ready? Okay. I'm holding my breath here, Claudine. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look back at your younger self, what piece of advice would you give your younger self today? So I think it's important not to stick too long with things that are not working out or are beneficial. And I'm not just speaking professionally, but personally as well. If something is dragging on for a few months and you think, this is just not what I want to be doing, or I don't feel comfortable with this, or this is not going in the right direction, it's tough to have the courage to make a change and, and try to get out of that. You may not know what to do next, You know, if it's a job, for example, or a living situation. But I wish that I had been a little uh, braver in some decisions that I took in my life to make a change sooner than I did. So hopefully younger people will not be uh, hesitant 
have the courage to change if they think there's something in their life that they're not happy with. Great advice, Anne. Um, I, I think I think sometimes we, we get um, afraid. We get fear. And we stay in a certain situation or with our own personal lives, we, we might say, oh, no, it's going to be harder to make that decision to change this, right? And, and, and it becomes like a habit, but we're not happy with it, but we don't change it. I think your advice is, is absolutely genius. It's perfect. And it has been amazing having you on Cruise Combos. It's an honor, a true honor to have you on the show. I appreciate your time. I know our listeners have truly enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you for being part, Anne. Thank you, Claudine. You're so generous and kind and keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you for being part of Cruise Convos. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.